Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Things Nobody Tells You podcast. I'm Lily. I'm your um, unqualified mother. I'm going to say it that way today because I'm going to give you some advice that's very unqualified. It's a little bit delusional. So that's why I'm your unqualified mother. Don't listen to everything I'm going to say, but there's going to be some nuggets of wisdom in this because I'm on one today, okay? I'm completely on one, Uh, mainly because I went on a first date yesterday and it was interesting. Um, So I'm, this episode is the things nobody tells you about first dates and the actual hell they can be. So buckle up, everyone sit down, buckle up. And if you don't have a beverage, trust me, you're going to need one preferably with alcohol in it. Okay, yesterday I went on a first date for the first time in a very long time since the start of this millennium. And when I say it was, look, there's nothing wrong with this this person. I'm just saying I am so bad at dating now or men are so bad at dating in general that when I tell you it was just, there was a lot of silence. There was a lot of silence. There was a lot of silences and I I need to be more comfortable in silence maybe, but I'm not. And um, it didn't, it, I don't want to say it didn't go well. I will just say it went and we'll see. We shall, we shall just see. Okay. I'm going to start off by telling you the one thing I would never do on a first date, which I did, was allow it to be seven hours long. <laughs> seven seven. The date was seven hours long. This was a, I want to be very clear. It, 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 it started off in one place, went to another. It, like things just kept happening. So all I have to say is keep it, keep it in one place and keep it concise. Um, seven hours is just a little too much for me. And I should have known that. But I was just, I was ready for dinner. And it started very early in the afternoon and went all the way through to dinner. So I just really wanted that dinner. All I will say is one of the worst times I've ever gone on a date, What I would, I would have been 20. I was 20. The worst date I ever went on, I was about 20 years old. This was by far, this was back in the day when I didn't background check people before I went on a first date. That was my first mistake here. But I did start after this experience. This was the worst because unfortunately, this gentleman, I think was a secret serial killer. Um, He, my first mistake was I let him pick me up. I don't, I lived in LA at the time. I let this man pick me up. Number one, he lied about his age. Okay. He was not, I probably met him on Tinder back then. I, that was the thing that was happening. I think when I was 20, he was at least 38. And I was 20 years old and I'm pretty, he would have said he was somewhere in his 20s. I wouldn't have dated anyone older, but he lied about his age. This man looked old. And the second he picked me up, I was like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. And immediately when I got in the car, I knew I made the biggest mistake of my ever loving life. I made a massive, massive mistake. He started asking me very random questions about like, the neighborhood I live in and like where I go in my neighborhood and what I do here. And it was just like, oh, this is, this is bad. This is bad. This is not good. This is not a good idea. I should get out of this car. He took me to a mall. He took me to a pretty famous mall, I guess. And not famous mall, like fancy mall. And then 
He took me to a store and bought me a gift card at the store. And I guess that was the date. It was very weird. All I remember is sitting down on like one of those big couches they used to have in the center of malls. I don't know if they still have them anymore. Sitting down and I started, I was like, I have to get out of this. And I just started faking a headache. Like I just started faking a medical emergency. And I, I don't know why I did this, but I like convinced him that I was having some type of medical emergency that he had to drive me home. In retrospect, I should have run away. Maybe he was so pushy I, I didn't want to... I don't know why I did that. I can't remember. But I do recall the, the starring moment was I started to feel unwell. So his solution was perfect. You know where we should go? A hotel. We should go to a hotel. And I was like, what? Why Why would that make me feel better? Like, sir, you're you're not well. What are you talking about? I was like, no, I don't want to go to a hotel. And he had them. I will never forget this. He had pulled up hotels on his phone. I was like, no, I don't want to go to a hotel. I'm, I'm faking being medically unwell here. All I remember was I think I was faking extreme period cramps from memory. It works every time. No man wants to deal with your period if their intentions are not pure. They, they're not going to put up with that, okay? They're just not. So I faked some type of uterus episode and ended up, he ended up driving me home. I'll never get over that part. I can't remember why I let that happen. Wasn't in my safety era, clearly, clearly wasn't in my safety era, but I did let him drive me home and he did drive me home and he didn't try and kidnap me, but I will remember, I'll, on the way home, I will never forget, it was like so close to my house where we were when you're driving. When you're walking in LA, it's not the same. It's like an hour walk, a five minute drive. Don't ask me why. And he like started going the wrong way. And I walked everywhere back then. I didn't own a car. I was in college. And I was like, you're going the wrong way. And I think he thought I wouldn't pick up on it. Like I was too ill to pick up on that something was happening. And I just said, you're going the wrong way. Like, what are you doing? And then I just kept faking the period pains and all these things. I, de- I got really dramatic with it. I think I was very, very scared. Like very, very scared. I had roommates at the time too. Like I was texting them like, this isn't good. Like I'm coming back. But I don't think I told them I was going on the date. So no one really knew, knew, I guess, where I was going. So anyway, the serial killer drops me off at home without serial killing me. And I was very happy about it. I blocked him on everything. Like a year later, he found my email address. I, I don't know how that happened. And he emailed me. And I'll never forget, it was just the creepiest, weirdest, most bizarre email. Just being like, you don't remember me. I'm da-da-da-da-da. And I guess on my phone, it had linked his, his phone number and his email in my contact. But it somehow synced it. So I knew who he was. And I'd been on one date with him. And after that date, like I, I ignored him. I got rid of him. And I definitely remember blocking his phone number. And um, he sent me an email telling me that he's never stopped thinking about me and that he, he never stopped thinking about me and that he was married now. He was married now, but he still thinks about me and how am I? And it was the most bizarre email to the point where it actually didn't say like, hi, Lily, but my name was in my email back then. So I don't, 
he must have known who I was, but I'm also like, could he have confused me with someone else? Because it was pretty weird to get an email a year later from this random man I ran away from. And I just, I, I don't think I blocked him straight away. I think I made up a few excuses until he got uninterested. But yeah, as like a almost 40 year old man and I was 20 years old. Yeah, he was definitely interested in me for the wrong reasons. He wanted to chop me up into tiny pieces and leave me scattered across the Atlantic. I don't, he, he was by far the creepiest person I think I have dodged a bullet with. There was just something not right. Some of the weird things he said to me, and also who takes a person to a mall? Especially back then, it was just red flag central. It was like an amber alert waiting to happen. It was just, it was not good. It was it was very bad. That's like one, honestly one of my biggest mistakes I've ever made. I was just so unaware of how dangerous men were. <laughs> men are I just didn't I was also in a very bad place mentally like I was I it was not a good life choice it was not a good life choice anyway I survived definitely learned from it hence why I now yell at everyone about background checking someone before you go on a first date if you're not background checking someone before you go on a first date like okay I'm just gonna give you the tea right now what is the website okay one of the websites I used to use but it's a little expensive is instant checkmate. That's really freaking thorough. Like if your kid is dating someone and they're an adult, obviously you can't really background check a kid, but like if, if you're, you have a grown ass child and you're like, I want to check that that guy is not going to be bad. Get this. Like, honestly, it'd be worth it if I had a kid and I needed to like, honestly, this is where I used to pay this. It's $35 a month. If you don't want to be locked into a contract, it's lower if you do like a three-month contract. Not contract, but subscription. I think I was using Truthfinder. Oh, no. I was using... Okay. Being verified. Being verified is so awesome because it's not that expensive. I would recommend if you're dating or whatever is going on, Use being, ver- being verified because it is one of the cheapest ones. I You can pay, I think, a dollar for, is it a week or a month? I think this is also the one they use on Catfish, like the TV show, not like a catfish uses this. So I trust it. I like it. It's not going to break your bank. And honestly, it's going to stop you dating, hopefully, someone who is a known bad person. Unfortunately, what you can't do is you can't stop someone who isn't a known you can't like stop yourself dating someone who isn't a known bad person that's the only shitty thing to a background check you can't do that but anyway moving swiftly on background check the people you go on a date with before you go on a date with them don't end up almost dating a serial killer like I almost did it's not worth your time I will say I've I've recently um gotten into the habit of thinking all the people at Trader Joe's and if you're not in America. Trader Joe's is a grocery store that is um, very niched down. Like it's, it only sells its, for the most part, its own brand. So like everything has the name of the store on it for the most part. And it is very, it's not a huge store. It's, it's a basic grocery store. It's nothing massive. And it's amazing. The food is really good. Most of it's imported from different parts of the world and honestly really good food here's the thing they like have this thing and it's like known that 
all the Trader Joe's workers, man or a woman, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're anything, they will flirt with you. They will make you feel like you are going to be proposed to while they're checking out your groceries. Like they're literally checking you out while they're checking you out. And it's, it's when I tell you three weeks ago, I thought this man named James who works at my Trader Joe's was deeply in love with me. And then two days ago I went back and I thought, you see, James knows a lot about me because what they do is they ask you like, how's your day going? What are you doing? How, how's your life going? Like, what is your darkest trauma? Like as they're putting your frozen pizzas in your grocery bags, I'm like, James, let me tell you. And I will never forget poor James. I've actually known poor James a long time. Poor James, right after my fiance passed away four years ago, I'll never forget, I went to Trader Joe's, the same Trader Joe's. And I I think I was trying to find something or he was helping me with something. And I w- and James goes, how are you? And I go, not too good. My fiance's dead. <laughs> Poor James has been through it with me. I'm pretty sure. We became close, I feel like, in the first few interactions after I had shared my trauma with him. And then he just started seeing other grocery store shoppers and I feel like he forgot about me I always saw him I always recognized him I feel like the recognition wasn't the same and then jump to the last three weeks about three weeks ago I was in the grocery store and uh he came up to me and acted like he knew me like as I was shopping and I was like oh like he's decided James has decided on the love of his life again I was like oh my gosh James hi and they all wear name tags so me going James hi isn't really acknowledging that like oh he thinks we're friends that's me being able to read so uh, he didn't exactly he didn't catch on to the fact that I was like oh James we're back in the club and he then proceeded to ask me like what are you what are you getting what are you doing how's everything going and I was like does he think I'm someone else or is he all of a sudden deciding to remember me because he's like cashed me out in the years since I've done that and since we got close and then decided I don't know what was wrong with James from Trader Joe's but he took a break from me maybe he was seeing someone else some other grocery shopper for a while I understand they have so many they have to flirt with but you know he he did he get he got all up in my grill he wanted to know what I was buying what I was eating he's all into it and then I see him two more times because I was buying a lot of groceries in the last couple of weeks because I've been home. And then two days ago, I'd the last, last time I'd seen him before two days ago, he had made a marriage joke. He was like, you've been here so much. We should just get married. And I was like, James, yes, we should. And I was like, you better not be saying that to any of the other shoppers. I don't want to hear, you know, you proposing every... Tuesday to some other brunette okay I don't want to hear it I don't want to hear it and he was laughing and joking and being silly he's very charming blah 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 jump to me being in there two days ago and me seeing him in the parking lot kissing who I'm assuming is his girlfriend because she wasn't wearing Trader Joe's attire and was dressed very cute and he was in his Trader Joe's attire, and they were like, buy a car. So I'm assuming she dropped him off or they were walking from his car. And I just yelled out, James, I guess that marriage isn't happening then. Well, joke's on me because he's actually, in fact, married. Because then I went to check out in the grocery store 20 minutes later, and I picked his aisle, and I was like, sorry, I didn't mean to be inappropriate, like, to your girlfriend. Because I was on one. I was, it was going crazy. James is cheating on me, but it's okay. He's already married. So 
he was a good sport about it. Very good sport. You know, very nice, very sweet. When I yelled, like I was being silly, obviously. And like the girlfriend like did a fake laugh because obviously she thought I was insane. And um, yeah, so so the moral of that story is you need to background check your dates and you need to background check the people who check you out at Trader Joe's because what you can't trust is a Trader Joe cashier. They're way too interested for absolutely no commitment. Their commitment ends the second your credit card is pulled out of the little machine. Their commitment is ending there. It's not coming back and it's not sticking around and it's pretty tragic. But, you know, maybe if James ever gets divorced, he'll call me. But I feel like by that point, I'll already be onto someone else at Trader Joe's and he will have missed out. Um, I need to do a little bit of perusing the aisles, see if I can, I can find someone else because I need to get the staff discount too. So it'd be great if I could marry a Trader Joe's worker, employee of any kind, any kind. I don't care what you're doing there. You're polishing the tomatoes. That's that's great. Perfect. I would like a discount at Trader Joe's. Anyway, that's, that's that. Um, to sum it up, on a first date, uh, keep it short and sweet. I would not do a date, a first date, longer than like three hours, three to four hours if you're doing an activity. Because when I tell you, the love bombing will start. The love bombing will start and I don't want to hear it like I met the love of my life and we're married and we had a 17-hour first date. Great. That's not going to happen for 99% of us. It's not going to be the one. It's going to be the one who cheats, the one who love bombs, the one who ghosts 74 hours later. So like while I totally respect your love story, you're one in 45 billion and I'm over here being cheated and ghosted on with 70 other billion people. So how many people are on the planet? I feel like that math isn't mathing, but it's okay. Math isn't my, my strong suit. Ironically, the man I went on a first date with last night, his math is strong. Um, and it was rather awkward because I was trying to do some math thinking like, oh, he's not going to know what's wrong. He called me out immediately. He was like, that's not correct. And I was like, sir, you don't even know how good I am at talking. I could talk. I'm better at talking. He's better at math. So we stuck to our, um, our strong suits on this date. Honestly, no, he was a very nice guy. Last night, first date, man, amazing person. Just you know, TBD, if I'll marry him, you know, honestly, TBD. But all I'm saying is it wasn't his fault. The date was seven hours long. I'm just saying in general, I would not do a date longer than three to four hours. If it's a dinner, two and a half, three hours max. If you're doing an activity, that's different. If you, different. Like if you go putt putt golfing, you have to get some food or a drink. Like you're going to be parched. You're going to be parched. So I understand it being a little bit more elongated. But I will say, don't, I wouldn't do a really long first date. Your second date can be. Your third date definitely can be. Wouldn't for the first one. Short and sweet. Leave them wanting more because otherwise you're going to get ghosted. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, even if you leave them wanting more, you're still going to get ghosted. I, I feel like I should be really like a thousand percent clear on that. Like I can't protect you from that. I can just tell you what to do once you are ghosted. Unfortunately for me, I mean, fortunately for me, the man from last night has not ghosted me yet. He might. I'll keep you updated. He might. Rule of thumb, first date, no longer than four hours. I definitely, when it comes to first dates, also don't like doing activities. <laughs> I need, it, there needs to be like a level of effort, but like I don't want to do exercise. I really don't want to do exercise. 
like don't take me paint balling what is it where you fight with paint paint and balls and the ball I don't want to do that I don't want to do that I don't want to play mini golf I don't want to play football like I don't so many American men want to do an activity I'm like I would like to sit and interrogate you and if you're not open to that you're not the one for me there needs to be an open interrogation with charm and wit and humor and I would like some dessert honestly take me to a cake factory and just let me interrogate you for a couple of hours and we're we're good to go he needs to put in some effort obviously I'm not putting in the effort all the way I'm saying things that inspire effort to see if he will do it because honestly just statistically um, men aren't going to put in the effort and it's unfortunate for me that I'm interested in men like honestly that's the downfall in this dating scenario if he wanted to, he would. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I do TikTok lives as I record my podcast and sometimes I read the comments and then repeat them. So someone just said if they wanted to, he would. And by the way, I completely agree. If he wanted to, he would. I have a episode literally dedicated to that. I stand by that statement. Stand by that statement. So to sum up my first date, unqualified, unhinged advice. We're background checking before we're going on the first date. Don't date a serial killer like I did. Don't let them pick you up or drop you off, okay? You're not telling them even the neighborhood you live in. We're going to lie, 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 lie until the day we die on first dates. That's just how it's going to be. I hope you're not dying on a first date um, just because that just, unless it's a really good first date, I mean, honestly, um, after that, whatever you do, don't let the date be 74 hours long. Keep it uh, condensed. And keep, honestly, like you might not have a sweet tooth, but if it's me, I need dessert involved, all right? And he needs to know something I like, and that needs to be included in the date to imply effort. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. It just needs to be like effort shown. Don't just take me to a Starbucks, or I'm just going to think you're the most boring person on the planet. Like you can't, even, you can't even have one original thought, okay? I say that as I'm drinking Starbucks, but I chose to do that. You need to come up with some effort. Also, don't settle for someone with shitty effort. That would be a huge red flag to me. Just on a first date, if you have talked... Also, I would never go on a first date with someone if I hadn't talked to them to three to four days. Like texting, I always do a phone call or a FaceTime before the start of a first date. Honestly, a FaceTime. Because you just never know if you're secretly talking to a, you know... AI. That's honestly the biggest fear I have these days. I'm just talking to AI or some person who's a serial killer in Alaska. So I like to FaceTime them. I like to FaceTime them. Here's a hot tip that I don't think many people talk about. If you're going to send pictures back and forth like selfies or just like a picture of your coffee or like a picture of you're on the street walking and you're like you're in the talking stage in those first few few days and you have shared your phone number which I don't recommend doing use telegram use I don't like it but use snapchat like use something where you don't have to share your phone number like move off the dating app into into an app where you don't have to share your phone number so they can't track you because if they have your phone number they can what I would say to you is if you're going to send pictures no matter what platform you move off the dating app onto whatever platform you're going to talk on, even if it's their phone number. What you really need to be careful of is if you're going to send any pictures, pictures, especially if you have an iPhone, are geolocated. 
So if I swipe up on a picture, if I save the picture to my phone and then swipe up on it, I can see where the picture is being taken. So if you're like, this is a picture of me and it's like a picture of you in your house or a picture of you on your street or a picture of you at your coffee shop, they immediately know where you are. Immediately know where you are. All side note, do you want to know something really like sly that I do? So if I'm talking to a guy, even like if I've been on a date with him or whatever, um, the way I've actually caught someone cheating or like talking to multiple people when they're telling me they're just talking to me is if they're at an event and they are texting me, like for instance, the guy I was seeing was at a concert, at a music concert, and it was a big deal. And he was sending me pictures acting like it was real time, but really I was getting them like 20 minutes later, except you can tell if someone has taken the picture and like, you know, when you go to send a picture, but you go to take it in the messages app, like I'm not taking it on the camera on my phone. I open the camera through messages. So you can tell the difference when someone does that. So if I send a picture to you and I've just like, I'm texting you and I'm like, here, let me take a picture real quick. And I click the camera button. And I take a picture. What's going to happen is it, it literally will say something like, H-E-I-C or something on an iPhone. I don't know about an Android. And you'll be able to tell if it was taken on in the Messenger app. So what I used to do, still do, is I'll save the image. You have to save the image to your phone. Then you swipe up on the image in your photo app. You'll be able to see one, the, the timestamp. So if I can see it's timestamped 20 minutes 30 minutes, two hours before you sent it to me, most likely that picture was not in, you didn't take that picture to send to me. You took that picture. Maybe you took it for yourself, but you didn't take that picture to send to me. And if I swipe up and I can see that thing, that means that you took that picture. It's saved to your camera roll, even though you took it through the messenger app. And then you decided to send it to me after you'd already sent it to someone else. And that is how I caught someone talking to multiple people at the same time. Because he was sent me a selfie of himself at the concert being like me right now. And it was like 45 minutes earlier. And I was like, that's weird. And he'd sent it to someone else. So I hunted that guy down and I said, you're a liar. And he gaslit me and said, I'm not a liar. I was like, you are. And then I later found out he was a liar. And so did the other girl he was seeing. But that's because she actually contacted me. Anyway. Um, that's just a fun side fact. If you're going to talk to someone that maybe isn't, that might be a little bit too far for some people. It's not too far for me. Not too far for me. Um, I was pretty impressed by my detective skills. I'm going to be honest. Always FaceTime before you meet them because you don't want to date an AI serial killer. That's my biggest piece of advice. And then keep the first date shorter, not longer. Make sure that you're being safe with how you're getting home. They don't need to know where you live. And just take note on their behavior post-date. I think that's important. I think it says a lot about who they are, quite frankly. If a person is not... Here's my opinion, but this is because I am a die-hard romantic effort person who's trying not to live in la-la land a thousand percent of the time. If a man likes you and can see something going here, you're going to hear from him the same night of the date. Unless it's like 4 a.m. in the morning. I wouldn't recommend doing that, but sometimes it happens. 
you've gotten home. If he doesn't make sure you got home, okay? Red flag. Red, a bit of a red flag. Like, I make sure my girlfriends get home, okay? Like, I'm like, did you get home? Even when they're out at work and they've been messaging with me and I'm like, I gotta go. I'm like, great. And then I will text them later. Like, did you get home, okay? Like, if they're by themselves, if I do that for another woman, he should be doing that for me. Especially if his intentions have a future ahead of them. Like, a thousand percent a thousand percent so I will say if you don't hear from him at least in the firm like he doesn't need to necessarily say good night he doesn't need to necessarily say good night but that would indicate very nice manners and being kind but if he needs to check you get home okay especially if he's putting you in an uber like he's watching you get in an uber I don't I don't know that would be a red flag to me and honestly, I've called people out for it before. I've been like, you know, you have no clue that I got home okay. And I got into a strange, I got into a car with a strange man. So it's interesting your level of um, concern for other humans that you've interacted with. I've said that a couple of times to people and they've just been like, you're too much. And I'm like, no, no, you're just not enough. Adios, adios. So that's just my, that's from food for thought on my opinion of first dates. And it might be the most controversial thing you've ever heard. But quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Okay, moving swiftly on to our buckle up segment. Everyone, sit down, put on your seatbelts, get it together and buckle up. You're going to need a fresh beverage. This is going to get wild. I just want to say before I start this. Um, you need to be calling into the hotline. I made you guys a hotline out of the demand of the hotline because you didn't want to write in emails. And then I make a hotline. And then all of a sudden, all of you want to write in emails. I can't complain. But I'm just saying I would like some voicemails, you guys. If you would like to call in with your buckle up for the week, call 626-885-4940. It, you don't have to talk to anyone. You just leave a voicemail. Okay, you just leave a voicemail and then I'll play it on the podcast and I'll keep it anonymous. You don't have to worry about that. No one's going to know who you are. Even if you say your name, I'll bleep it out. Like you don't need to worry. 626-885-4940. Call in to the Buckle Up hotline and tell me what I need to buckle up about because I can't be alone in this mess. And if I am, I'm going to get real bitter real fast. Okay, and I'm not going to be allowed to go on any more first dates. Oh my God, I've just read, I just saw which buckle up we're doing this week. Okay. Hi, Lily. The guy I'm seeing is so bad at texting. Like I know he has a job. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> this sounds like me. Like I know. Who? <laughs> <clears throat> Like, I know he has a job, but we have been dating three months and we aren't exclusive that I can say for sure, but we aren't seeing other people that I know of. He will text me every few days and it's usually right before he wants to see me. Okay, well, that's not going to find. I'm 31. Okay, this just seems, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being 31, just to be clear. This just seems like he, like him wanting a relationship isn't the truth and he wants me when it's convenient. Correct. A thousand percent correct. But he is very nice. So it's hard for me to take a hard stance on this. I really like him and we have a great time when we're together. But we met on Hinge, both with the intention of finding our person. Do you have any clue if I should confront him on this or just let it play out? 
Honestly, I get why you would want to ask this. I feel like many people quietly don't know what to do about this because obviously it's very case by case. But all I have to say is this is a red flag on his behalf in terms of he doesn't want to communicate and be consistent with communication. And that's shitty. Like, I, sorry, it's shitty. Like, that's shitty. And you sound like you're someone who genuinely wants to find your person. And that's totally valid. And that's honestly so freaking normal. No one should make you ever feel like that's like you should stray from that goal just because someone isn't showing effort. Absolutely not. And honestly, he isn't showing the effort. He isn't showing the effort. He isn't showing consistency and he isn't showing communication. And that's just a big hard note. Like, what are you going to have? A person, the person, you're going to find your person who only texts you a few days, every few days. And it especially seems like it's someone who only wants to reach out when you come into their head because they want to do something or get something. And it's very normal. Like, honestly, I, I wish you would put in how old he is. If he is around your age, all I have to say is, I feel like men don't come into a decent maturity until around 33, 34 when it comes to monogamy and communication. I feel like they have to go through a lot of things before they can like accept it, like accept that they're allowed to want it and participate in consistent communication and honestly learn what it is because I feel like a lot of them just aren't taught. But quite frankly, my dear, it sounds like he doesn't care about you the way you would like to be cared about. And that for me is a big, absolutely not. It's a red flag, run away, run away. Also, it sounds like you just want someone who would like to text you and valid. I am the same way. Like, no, if you you can't go a day without texting me unless you're dead, even if you're dead, I get a little bitter if you're not going to text me. That's just not okay. You need to communicate. You have to you have to let the other person know that they're important enough that you put in the effort to communicate with them. You just have to do that. Like you would do that. I would do that. So they have to do that. It's just the expectation and you don't need to lower your boundary just because he is nice. Not boundary. You don't have to lower your expectation or your standard or your non-negotiable. Honestly, it's not a standard. It's a non-negotiable. You don't need to change your non-negotiables because he's nice and you have a good time. I have a great, I ha, you know who's nice and I have a good time with? My house plants. But I'm not, I'm not going to be in a situationship with them, okay? Just because someone is nice and you have a good time with them doesn't mean anything in terms of finding your person. It really doesn't. It's the key quality things that indicate that. And let's be real, he hasn't shown you any of it. He hasn't shown you any of it. And also it's so normal for men on hinge to be like, I'm looking for the one. And then all they're just going to message you every couple of days of every week or so. Just think, what's up? You want to go to the beach this weekend? Yeah, I know why you want to go to the beach. You want to see me in a swimsuit for free. And honestly, it's not giving commitment. So it's a no from me, but I'll give you an alternative. If you just feel like You need to communicate. You need to have this conversation. Do it. It's three months. Honestly, it's not a short period of time. It's not long. Don't make it out to be bigger than it is. But that's three months. That's 30, 60, 90 days. (laughs) I did that math really well. That's 90 days of your time. 
90 days of emotional investment gradually working its way up. So quite frankly, I would say, you know what? If he reaches out to you again, send him a message. Like the next time that he sent you, he reaches out to you, don't you reach out to him first? Honestly, my my mental um, approach to it would be like, you know what? I'm not going to put any more energy into this. Like I'm like, if I put zero energy into this, let's see how far it gets. And then it'll really show me how much work I was doing. Because you don't know, maybe he was only just texting you every few days because you kept pursuing the conversation. I don't know your texting situation, but if you kept pushing it forward, he might have only been doing that much because you were pushing it forward so much. So if you draw back, quite frankly, you might see nothing from him. He's not exactly showing that he's going to keep turning up, is what I'm saying. I understand, though, having to get something off your chest. I'm not saying you need to talk him into something. I'm saying I understand wanting to communicate how you're feeling. You hear from him again, I would simply, no matter what he says, I would simply respond with, I'm going to be honest with you. Your lack of effort and intention has not matched the things you have said. And so I think you're a little bit confused on what you want and who you are. I love, I, I never said this was good advice. I said this was patronizing advice. Sometimes men need to be patronized. I think you say patronized, but I say patronized. I think that's an accent thing. I would put him down a peg or two, even if he's nice, because it's not you're trying to be mean. It's you're being honest. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I've got I've to point this out. I'm doing a TikTok live and <laughs> the comments on this, babe, are 90 day guarantee or your money back. Go get your money back. I think the people have decided <laughs> your return policy. Get your money back. And any money you had to spend to date this man, send him an invoice. Send him an invoice. But I would be honest. I would simply say, I don't, I don't think you know what you want. I don't think you know who you are, who you are because it's giving you don't care. And I'm great. So I wish you all the best and I hope you can figure out what you're going through. I like to patronize them. I don't know. And then expect nothing more. That's maybe a little bit on the nose advi- advice, but it's what I would do. So this isn't advice. This is just what Lily would do. And that's what Lily would do. Lily can get a little wild. I love you, babe. Please let me know what happens. Please let me know what happens. I don't like it when nobody updates me on the buckle up segments. There was one girl who had dated the man who her best friend was about to marry. And I, I, try, I responded to her and I was like, can you tell me what happened? No response. Ghosted. I got ghosted. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I'm about to track you down, girl. I'm going to track you down. And we all know I can do that. Anyway, thank you for listening to this week's, this week's episode. Wow. Okay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I love you all greatly. Um, please send in your buckle up for next week. Send it into the hotline. Just leave a voicemail. I promise you don't have to talk to a weird man on the other end. It's just, it's my lovely voice telling you to tell me the drama. 626-885-4940. Call in with the T. Tell me why I need to buckle up because if we just talk about my problems, I'm going to need to start going to therapy again, okay? It's not good for me. Really, you're just helping me out. I love you all. Don't do anything I wouldn't do and that gives you a lot of wiggle room. See you next week. Bye.